DeRozan staying solid. Tough pass by Giannis. Lopez late in the clock. Yo, yo, Here's yo, what's Carter. Up, Four to shoot. Javon Carter against Vucevic. On the drive. Forced it in. your boots, just back off. Just back off. You don't have to even move your feet. Just stay solid. Make him shoot that three. The only way he can beat you is he goes around you, which he just did. He passed up the three to go to the basket. For his first points of the night, and they put Milwaukee in front. DeRozan, Holiday Gamble, Vucevic to Levine, open three, in the corner, will not go. Levine, three of ten from three tonight. Here comes Holiday. The kick, Lopez, fake, shot, three, air ball. Out of bounds to the Bulls. Hey, man, I'm winning, man. Lopez. Did he, did he make his first three? And then he's missed his last four, I think. So two minutes left in a one-point game. First time for the Bulls here. Here's Caruso on the drive, the kick. Levine from the right corner. Short this time. You got to go to DeMar. You got to go to DeMar DeRozan. Here comes Giannis with a hundred seconds to go. Picked up by Vucevic on a switch. Jump shot on Denakupo. Three-point game, 90 seconds left. Just like that, Giannis with 32. DeRozan into the paint, knocked away by Lopez. Here's Kobe White. White, Euro step, kick to Caruso, back to White. This is a huge three. Bang, bang, bang. Big shot, Kobe White. Oh, Kobe. When they needed it most, he delivers. Sub-Zero. 70 seconds left in a tie game. All right, where's your help? Giannis on the drive, into Caruso. Offensive there you go. There you go, Crash Bandicoot right there again. Steps in front, gets the offensive call. <laughs> See, that's that's the one guy who's not afraid to put his body in front of Giannis. He, hey, I'll tell you what, he's like Chuck Chuck Webner. He's going to bleed. He's going to take all kind of punches to the face. Look, he's not afraid to get in there and put his body out there. Five on Giannis. One minute to go. Tie game, 109 apiece. Five tomorrow. Yeah, it needs to be better. It needs to be better effort from them on a defensive. Get hot there, Kobe White. Get hot. Time out, Milwaukee. Welcome back to the fray, Kobe White. Long pass. Where is that going? Oh, man. Mike Budenholzer wants a foul. They were looking for Giannis. That was just a wild pass by Holiday. No foul. 19th turnover for Milwaukee. Execute now. Execute right now, police. Up by three. It's Levine watched by Allen. DeRozan against Holiday. DeRozan stops. Vucevic, huge three for Vucevic. Surprise. Big possession, big possession by Boots. Connaughton in trap. Drives and scores. Four-point game. Get the ball in. Timeout to you. Two of them, they'll use one.
one here with 9.6 remaining. Lob in for DeRozan. Tough catch. He's got it. And Carter fouls him to send him to the free throw stripe to try to put this I agree, game man. It's, away. It's, it's definitely the limit. Like the team out there. 36. Yeah, he hits this one. He's drive home safely. He's gonna drive back to Chicago safely. Deep beep. What a game. And the eight assists for DeRozan tonight. We're seeing so many more complete games over the last few guys on this team. Their defense has stepped up. And I'm telling you right now, this is this is they know they can play defense. Giannis all the way, puts it in. 1.8. You got an inbound and run. Comes into Williams. He's fouled with point two, and that'll do it. Confidence going out there. And this and, and the defense, the defense is Man, you know what, bro? I thought this game, it was a complete game. I thought that everything that needed to happen, you know, it happened, you know. Um, everything worked right. We hit we we we, we, we closed out the game at the end of the game like we should have. You know, we really did. And it was the first time we saw it in a long time against an Eastern Conference, what, top team? Eastern right, Conference right. Finals team. So, potentially every year we won that game, man. So, you know, it, it was good to see that. But then all falls down, right? Look what we got right here. We we lose to the to the Warriors by now eight points. What do you think about this game right here, man? Man, this game, the Bulls had this game. And the problem is, man, it goes back to defense and knowing the personnel. You know, you have Steph Curry on the floor. You have to locate him at all times. Clay Thompson, you got to locate him at all times. But really what kept what, what got Golden State going was the offensive rebounds and them getting second-chance points. They thrive off that. It's not always them pulling up and shooting threes because sometimes those threes don't go in. They got guys who know how to get rebounds on the offensive end to keep the, to keep the, um, the possession going. Yeah, because I watched this game, and what I saw at the end of the game was a lack of execution and a lack of defense. Mm -hmm. uh, the Bulls had opportunities in this game to close this game out. But Steph is Steph, man, and, and Dre is Dre. And those guys have championship pedigree. They know how to close out and win games. They're not mentally weak. They're mentally tough. They're physically tough. So you mm -hmm. expecting guys like this, a championship team that's got four championships to, to falter and not that, that championship energy to click is going to click against a team like the Bulls. So the end of this game was terrible. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't close this game out, man. And um, we almost could have won it, but it's just, it's just who the Bulls are at this point, man. We we almost have a game, then we lose a game. So, against top teams. So, this was a disappointment. We could have won this one too, man. You think the momentum off of playing Milwaukee would have, you know, it would have went into this, you know? Yeah, man, we definitely should have um, went, went into a positive mindset in this one, especially when you win two games against two top um, Eastern Conference teams and, and the Milwaukee Bucks and the um, Boston Celtics. So, the fact that, you know, the fact that we had some, some tough losses after that, especially on this road trip, was tough. Even though we finished the road trip, you know, what, two and four, we still had some some tough games went on within there. And I thought this game could have been a stillable game for the Bulls. Yeah, speaking of the road trip, and this and this is what we did on that road trip right here, man. We 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 beat the Bucks. We lost to the Jazz. We beat the Jazz. No, wait, we beat the Bucks. We lost to the Thunder. We beat the Jazz. We lost to the Suns and we lost to the Warriors and we lost to the Kings. So is there yeah. what, that three wins? So one. Well, I think I think on that road trip it was two. It was two and four. And I think the game, I think the one that's missing is the um is the Boston game. I think that was played in Boston. So so we went what two and four on a road trip, 
and we should be better, man. So yeah. I'm gonna read this 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 overlay right here, man, because there's been a lot of turmoil and a lot of um you know expectations of this team. It says the fact that they won 46 games last year that they have a direction, that they have a team that should be competitive. That is a nice change from where they were three years ago. That's true, but what are we doing right now, man? We were a 46-win team last year. We surprised some teams last year. We surprised everybody, you know, but where is that energy now? It's like they got happy and they got content with a little bit of success. You know what you think? I mean, what, what it comes down to, man, is the Bulls got to stop thinking that three guys can carry a team, you know, and, and, and sometimes it is hard for young players to – you know, Ayo, I think, has it, you know, as far as turn, as far as knowing what he has to do. You know, he seemed like he's a, you know, good leader on the floor. You know, he's always in the, you know, in his teammates' ears trying to get them going. So, Ayo got good qualities of being a leader. Um, Patrick Williams leads by, lead by what he does on the floor, playing defense. Even though he has a quiet personality, he does what he's supposed to do on the floor. But the guys got to stop deferring to these three. Yes, these three have to lead by example, but you as a young player – you have to put your own footprint, you know, when it comes to the game. You know, that's, that's why I say it's better to have so many leaders on a team than to have so many followers. You know, and, and once these guys start understanding what they can do and you and playing to their strengths, I think they'll be a much better team. But they d- defensively, they got to get it together. Defensively, they, it seems like they're not connected at all still. And I agree with everything you just said, man. I, I totally agree, bro. And it just seems like we have a different type of identity with different type of players that are developing with a Dalen Terry, with an IO, with the Patrick Williams, those mm-hmm. three type of players, you know what I mean? The Marco, it's like a totally different type of team with the younger players. And you have to, at some point, mess those guys with the, with the older guys and pivot a little bit because the old way is not working, you know what I mean? Um, so I would love to see that these, you know, there'll be a little bit of change in philosophy as far as how we play um, you know, who's the strength of the team and um, just a little bit more adjustment, a little bit more tweaking from Billy Donovan to, you know, to make sure that not only three players look great, but it put it, put everybody's talent on display that could do anything, that can do what they, they were drafted for. You know what I mean? Like, let's feature Patrick Williams a little bit more. Let's feature Io a little bit more. Let's feature the guys that teams are not preparing for that's going to beat us and then use the guys that could beat them as a decoy, you know? Yeah, man, it, it really comes down to coaching staff knowing knowing their players and knowing the strengths and the weaknesses of their players. Um, you know, Billy Donovan has been doing this lineup adjustments, and to me, the problem is, and it's always been a problem, is the fact that the Bulls still do not have a, a power forward that, can eat, that you can throw in the lineup, whether you got Vooch out there or Drummond. That, that, that's become a problem. Now you got to play Patrick Williams, uh, you know, at a position where it's not really his natural position. Now you're playing Javante Green, who's six three and a half, six four at power forward. You know, it throws a lot of things off. Yeah, it throws a lot of things off, man. It just seems like the team is, is is built different. It's built, you know, not not the way it should be built to compete with these modern NBA teams. But we're gonna go on to the next overlay. Talk about Zach Levine. You know, I always thought that him and him and Demar kind of clashed on the, on the court. Um, I think a lot of that friendship stuff is not real. I think it's real, but I think it's like politics. So, like they say on this quote, it says, Levine is not the kind of guy who is going to create a problem within the team, but it's obvious he has some issues with how things are being run. And 
you know, he's the $200 million man. You know what I mean? He's the highest paid player on the team. So do you think that Zach has a right to critique anything with his own play? Hasn't been where it needs to be with a player with that big of a contract and a two-time All-Star? Do you think Zach at this point has the right to say anything about what's, what's going on with him being the best player or the highest paid player on the team? Well, here's the thing, G. Walker, to answer your question. Zach Levine, to me, my opinion, can only speak on things like this when you're out there playing on both ends of the floor 100% at the time. Now, he has been playing better over the last couple games, but the biggest thing that me and you have been saying all season long is consistency. With, with the play calling, the substitutions, however how you do it, with the gameplay, and the Bulls don't have that identity. You know, as far as defensively, offensively, they don't know if they want to play the old school ball. Is letting DeMar get the ball and y'all just get the hell out the way. Or they want to play up and down. They got to make a decision on what they want to do. So I I'm seeing the issue right now. The issue is they have no identity on either side of the floor. They got to they gotta come to a decision what type of game they're going to play and just play it. But I'm going to tell you like this and, and then uh, we can move on. They need to figure out. If they gonna keep DeMar DeRozan or trade him, because DeMar DeRozan, you're you're gonna be playing that old school ball. With Zach Levine being the number one option in Boots, you're gonna play that that new school ball. And that's why I've been telling people that it's not with him and DeMar DeRozan, it ain't gonna work. Yeah, man, I, I agree with everything you said, but to just back up what I was saying about Levine. You know, um, he needs to be the best player on the team on both ends of the court. Mm -hmm. um, him saying things are not being run well, well, bro, you're the best player on the team. You're the most athletic player on the team. You're the quickest guy on the team that could play lanes, defensive lanes. You could do a lot more than what you've been doing, what you've been showing. So, you know, Zach Levine needs to get his mind where it needs to be and stop worrying about, um, you know, how things are being ran because they, they showed you how they want to build around you. Right. They gave you the contract. They gave it to you. So what do you mean how things are being run? They brought in DeMar. They brought in Vucevic. Uh, they brought in Drummond. They brought in Drogic. That should be enough to help you as the best player on the team <coughs> be better. But you're not. So this is this was kind of like um, I didn't really like this. Mm -hmm. You know, I just think Zach could be better. Um, I thought it was um, petty. And I thought it was right. immature as a leader of a, of a franchise. Um, you know, the player. So it's like, um, I don't know, man. I, I, I just didn't like this, but, you know, we're we going to move and, on and go to the – go ahead, go ahead. No, no, hold on, hold on. Yeah, it, it, I'm sorry, but it, it's one more thing I want to add to that. Zach got to start forcing Billy Donovan's hand as a coach. And what I mean by that is sometimes you just have to go out there and just, and just start playing like you out of your mind. Play like you mad. Play like you angry. Play like you really want it. And when you do that, you you force Billy Donovan to play a different way. But you but he it got to start with him. Totally agree, man. Um, and then you know we got the youngster like here, you know Patrick Williams. You know there's been a lot of chatter going around the NBA about Demar being traded, and I think he only said this because he felt like Demar is going to be gone. So this is what Patrick Williams said: I always felt I had what it took to be a really good player in this league, but now I'm starting to feel like I. I have what it takes to be a star and a superstar in this league. Patrick Williams, what the hell are you talking about, CJ? Man, please speak on this. Um, G Walker, he got he 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 got he got to go take it, man. Um, at the end of the day, 
You know, this is a grown man. He's 21 years old. We got to quit saying how young he is. You know, we get it. He's on the team with three other players. You don't step on your toe. But you got to force, like I just said with Zach Levine, you got to force your coach's hand. Good, what, what good players do when they come into a system, they play so good on both ends. It's like your coach is like, damn, we're going to have to, we're going to have to change everything up and play through this guy. So sometimes you got to just take it, man. Sometimes you got to be confident enough to just take that ball and just do your thing, man. And that's what the guys want you to do. They want you to take it and do you, you know. So at some point, he's going to have to, you know, do that. You got to, you know, you got to take that ball from Lamar. You know, if you feel like you're going to get a better shot, you know, get that ball and do your thing, man. Drive the ball to the basket. Start dunking over people. You got you to take the game to them. Yeah, man, I agree, man. I just think that Patrick Williams, this was a bold statement. He has been trying to play better. Um, mm -hmm. You know, he's been a little bit more consistent. Um, so, But him saying this, as far as him being a star superstar in this league, that says, one, that he thinks his confidence, to me, his confidence has gone up. And mm -hmm. two, I think he knows that DeMar DeRozan is not going to be on his team any longer. And three, he, like you said, he has to start voicing his worth. He has to start talking how he needs to talk to get the coach's attention. Because right. if you take your own future in your own hands, maybe they do trade tomorrow. You know what I mean? If you're a little bit more aggressive, Patrick's a little bit more vocal. If he's a little bit more vocal, a lot of things won't happen to Patrick Williams. If he was a little bit more vocal, he'll not be not getting the ball. You know, they don't even look at him until they get the ball. They'll look at you more if, you, if you're a little bit more vocal, a little bit more confident. So I like what he said, but, bro, you got a long road to success for you to be a superstar in the NBA, especially – with DeMar DeRozan playing the spot that you were drafted for, you know? Correct, man. And, you know, the, th the thing is, man, it's not just about Patrick being vocal. He got to go out there and just and just play, man. You got to go out there and just just play the game. You know, um, you get that ball, man, make, make, a, make a good decision. Make a smart decision. You know, go, get to the basket. You can jump. You can jump just as high as, as those guys out there. And what you did with Zion Williams, I mean, you took it to Zion. So, you know, the fact is that you can do it. You can, you know, do a little bit more. Just by the way you play out there, and as long as he do that, he'll be good. Yeah, because that's as much as he thinks he's going to be a star, a superstar in this league. There's people that don't, and he and there's a lot of people that don't believe he is. And this is Brian Reinhardt of the Hoops Hype, the Collective Podcast on Patrick Williams. He say Williams is a fine player, but he's not special. What you think, man? I've been I've been on the Patrick Williams bus, driving that bus since he's been got here, man. I thought he was a great two way player potentially. He could play offense, he could play defense, he could pass, he can block. Uh, you know, he can hit a jump shot. He can hit a three. He has a lot of things that he could have a great or good NBA career and be around for a bunch of years, and that could make him a good player, you know what I'm saying? But as far as a, a special player, I don't know, man. I don't see that. I thought he could have been, but it's been almost four years, and he hasn't flashed necessarily special to me. What you think? Well, uh, uh, again, man, it, 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 it's all about, you know, he's not being special, but Patrick Williams does have – the potential to do that he has to put it all together we've seen flashes of him um of him doing you know certain things that can get him there the only thing with patrick Williams is that he got to take the game to you know to the defense he got you know he got to want it you know that's the thing man it, either you got that killer mentality you got that instinct that killer mentality or you or you don't you know it's, it's either one or the other so you know sometimes you know if you just don't have that you still got to find other ways to to affect the game and that's all Patrick Williams got to do, man. You got to affect the game by playing your strengths and, and, and playing to the way we, you know you can play and, and put your team in a position to win, whether it's rebounding, blocking shots, whether it's doing things, is taking shots in the mid-range game. He just got to go and take the game, man. That's all he got to do.
I agree. And then with that being said, we're going to take a little commercial break and we're going to come back with CJ's CJ's overlays and CJ's things he's picked up for this road trip. So we're going to give you guys a little bit of music and we'll be right back. We've only just Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? This is G Walker, one half of the CNG podcast. And I'm CJ, the other half of the CNG podcast. All right, everybody, we back. Thank you, little commercial break. You know, a little, little, little music, a little commercial. But we back. CJ, take us home, man. We got a lot of give, overlays give, give, to get a lot of overlays to get into, man. So let's go ahead. Let's get into these overlays real quick. Now, from this week, we had the Bulls playing against the Sacramento Kings. Um, but from there, it seemed like that game we had the same issues with the defense. Um, the, you know, Zach um Zach stepped it up as far as defensively, man. But it was a terrible defensive game for DeMar DeRozan. Um. He just struggled out there, and it pretty much trickled down to some of the other guys out there on the floor. Um, what do you think about the Sacramento game, G. Walker? I think it was a game there, another game that we could have won, but we are who we are. Uh, the Sacramento Kings have been developing, man. They've been, you know, they've been becoming a team. They're not a one-man show. They don't have three all-stars that need the ball in this isolation. It's more of team ball. And – that's how you're starting to see that the teams that's playing more team ball than us are beating us. So 
that lets you know that the Bulls have to pivot to more of a team ball game than an ISO game. You know what I mean? A traditional free all-star game. It could work, but it's not working here because the coach doesn't really necessarily know how to work the, the guys that we got, you know? Exactly, man. And it, it, it comes back to an offensive identity. Uh, what do you want to play? Do you want to play, um, get the ball to DeMar DeRozan in the post and y'all just sit out in a three-point line and just jack up threes? Or, or do you want to play this, this you know, up and down game where you getting the ball down the floor, everybody run this motion offense and just, you know, get easy buckets. You know, they got to figure out what they want to do. But um, the good point from that um, that game against the Kings is Zach Levine um, getting 41 points, eight rebounds, and four steals. Four steals. One of three players this season with 40 points, five rebounds, and four steals in a game. Luka Doncic Luka being one of them, and um, Devin Booker, who we've seen with that monster game against us, um, is the other player. So the fact that, and I, and I was saying that Zach Levine does have potential to be a, a pretty good defensive player, he has to just put that in and lead by example game after game. You can't have four steals one game, and then the next game you have zero steals and you have so many turnovers. It's not going to work that way. I totally agree, man. It's just consistency, man. It's just when guys decide to be that dog, that's when they become a dog. But that doesn't have that needs to be every game. Especially at a team that you think is going to contend for the playoffs and championships that you hopefully want to do. Guys have to do this every night. You just can't just decide when to do it. And that's going to trickle down effect as far as how you play during the regular season and the rest of the season. You set the tone of its consistency. That's what you're going to be inconsistent. So I can't give Zach a lot of credit for this because I don't see it all the time. I don't see it enough, you know? Mm -hmm. it, yeah, man. And he, he has to do this every single game. And that's the thing. I mean, positive thing, he did have to force steals. <coughs> Excuse me. He did have to force steals. Negative, they lost his game. But um, let's move on to the um, let's move on to the next, in which we um, the Bulls had a recent game against the Washington Wizards. So um, in this game, G Walker, I'm I'm gonna say this: I thought the Bulls, from the start of that first quarter, throughout you know parts of the second quarter, had an outstanding um, outstanding game plan, and it seemed like man, it just the Bulls were running. Um, as you see, Io right here at the end of um, Io at the end of the first quarter getting a layup, doing his thing. You know the Bulls had a, a twenty nine to twenty two point lead, and, and your boy man, your boy Patrick Williams, getting the ball, dunking it right here. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Man, man. just talk, just talk about that G Walker. Had the floor with that man. Just talk about it. You know what, man? I, I watched this game actually. And what I thought I saw from Patrick Williams that guys were getting him the ball on the cut. On the drive, right. actually looking for him. And guess who it wasn't? It wasn't Zach Levine, it wasn't DeMar, and it wasn't Vooch. It was Drogic looking for him. Caruso. Patrick Williams is the type of player that could cut, drive, shoot threes. But he needs a point guard to give him the ball. There's plenty of times when Patrick comes down the lane or he cuts, but Zach Levine has the ball. Or DeMar is pulling up for a mid-range. He cuts all the time. It's just I saw for the first time that a real point guard saw him cutting and gave him two dimes for two dunks. You know, and he right. hit a nice and – and he went to the post uh, in, the, in the middle – uh, at the bottom of the post on the left corner. Drogic – I think it was Drogic Caruso passing the ball again. He turned around with a one-hand baby hook layup. Right. So it's like if you feed him and play through him and let him showcase his talent, 
he will do some things, but we're not going to see him be what he is until certain guys are not on his team. And again, that's DeMar. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean, man. A point guard makes everybody's job so easy. Zach Levine will put up better numbers, you know, if he had Alonzo Ball or, or a steady point guard out there, you know, giving him uh, better um, shots, in, in, you know, in the Florida offense. When you see DeMar playing this one-on-one thing, man, it, it, it just throws everything off. And I know we, we ragging on DeMar DeRozan because the thing is you have to put him on a team, a young team, that really don't, don't have an identity. You put him on a young team, that really don't have much, I think he could do damage with that young team. But him with this Bulls team, with Zach Levine, with, with Patrick Williams, it's is, is, is like two different offenses you're trying to run out there, and it, it just don't look right. Um, and then it seems like the uh, – I was going to say, it seems like within that second quarter, as you see um, after this play, you know, it was a 40 – it was a uh, 38 um, to 41 lead. And all of a sudden, G. Walker, here we go. Here we go. It all goes downhill, man. Yeah, yeah, man. It just seems like Billy Donovan, like I always say, man, he doesn't have enough in his 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 offensive bag as a coach or his staff or defensive. He doesn't have enough, man. He doesn't have enough to sustain success as a coach when to make an adjustment, when to keep playing through this guy. He wants to keep going with old ways and old habits of what Billy Donovan is. That's the thing about players and coaches. Everybody is who they are. You know, you are who you are. Whether you Phil Jackson, whether you Billy Donovan, you know what I mean? Whether you Doc Rivers, whether you Michael Jordan, whether you Kobe White. Eventually, who you are will always show up. And this is who Billy Donovan is. A coach that's good but not great. A coach that can talk good but can't always deliver a great game from his players. He can get his players to play up a couple of games, but they'll come down and don't play great the last three games. And this is a prime example of a losing the lead and, and letting teams come back in to win the game, you know? Exactly, man. And the thing is, also, it was so many turnovers in this game in particular for the Chicago Bulls. But if you look at this screen right here in the quarter, seven turnovers at that point with two with 152 left to go in the second quarter. Seven That's turnovers crazy. for the Chicago Bulls. And then it was more after that. So... Man, I, I don't know, man. But then we did see the Bulls go on a little run. You see this with 43 seconds left, uh, 51 to 44. Caruso, you see that man right there playing defense, passing the ball to his teammates, you know, getting it, trying to get everybody involved, trying to change the game. So, <coughs> excuse me, y'all. So, Billy Donovan has to make a decision. You cannot have two different types of offenses out there. You got to either have a point guard to run your team to get everybody involved, or you're just going to get DeMar DeRozan the ball. And you know what? And you hit it right on the head, bro. And 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 that's really the truth. And I think you saying that we don't really be a point guard-oriented team or an ISO-oriented team. And I think that's been our Achilles heel, man. And I think that shows that if, if he's choosing the guys to go through them as far as scores, that lets you know that Billy Donovan really doesn't know how to operate with a leading point guard. I mean, Lonzo's not here, but Lonzo's Lonzo. He didn't develop Lonzo. Lonzo's been that, that same person playing when he's healthy his whole career. So we're seeing how Billy Donovan, like you said, man, is, is coming down to do two different types of offenses. And it's either being ran through the, uh, the scores or uh, Caruso. You know, it's, 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 it's just mismatch, you know. 
Yeah, man, exactly. And then it pretty much felt, um, you see this lead, but then I want to show you something. Look at this. Bulls had a big lead, got it cut down to three. So, you know, yeah, they shot 47%. They did everything they need to do in the second half as far as shooting-wise. But, again, the turnovers killed them. Them not playing defense. Them letting um, the Wizards pretty much get three-point shots. And, you know, it's not having that defensive identity. So, it's like me and G. Walker are saying. You're playing two different offenses out there, and you also don't have a defensive identity as a team. So, you know, that pretty much um, was the they – had, they had an up and down in that second quarter. It, it, you know, they would have uh, possessions that they would do good in, and they would have defensive lapses that they'll get the Washington Wizards back in the game. So that's pretty much what we saw within that uh, within that first half. Now going to the now moving along in the third quarter, um, the Bulls had a two point lead at this point, six um, sixty three to sixty one with seven um, seven thirty eight left to go in the third quarter. Now G Walker, at this point, as you see this two point lead go on, um, I don't know if you were watching the game at this point, but what do you think pretty much changed a little bit in that third quarter as far as in Washington's perspective? Because um we see Caruso, I mean not Caruso, I'm sorry, um Kyle Kuzma, they didn't have no really answer for Kyle Kuzma. Right, they didn't have no answer for Kyle Kuzma because Kyle Kuzma was is a guy that can run around and he could do a little bit of everything. Um, you know, um he could he could play, man. Patrick Williams. And all the guys, you know, you know, he's a little bit better than that guy. Uh, this third quarter, you know, we just saw the the Bulls' energy dip a little mm -hmm. bit. As you know, NBA, you know, unfortunately, the NBA is like a seesaw. It's got ups and downs. It's ups and downs, man. You know, then somebody's got to win the game. So, with this third quarter, it just was a lack of attention to detail, a lack of focus, um, a lack of intensity a little bit. So, you know, but, I'm, you know, it is what it is, man. Cal's cool, but he's not a bum. He can't play. But they're not expecting him to, to be a, a world beater to where you're going to lose a game by not playing um, Cal Kuz in the way you would play a LeBron or somebody like that. But we don't have a defensive identity like you said. So this type of stuff is going to happen. You're going to get guys that's not superstars putting buckets on your head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, that's what pretty much what happened. Um, mo moving on to the fourth quarter. Now, we, we, we're a little bit late in the fourth quarter, but you see Zach Levine. Nine points in the fourth quarter. Bulls have a one-point lead, 99-98, for um, just under five minutes. You know, so at this time, this was pretty much a seesaw going into it. So um, moving right along, um, as you see, Bulls going back and forth. Vucevic, I believe, at this point had hit a three in the corner. So, um, you know, that was pretty much it. So the Bulls started knocking down shots. Um, we still didn't get to see that defensive you know, that defensive edge that, that I feel like the Bulls can play with as a team, we really didn't see that. We just pretty much saw a, a, a back and forth, back and forth. G. Walker, what you think? Um, I just thought what everything what you said was happening during the game. It was a back and forth. Uh, two teams at pretty much the same level as far as, um, you know, where they had in the standings, where they had as far as youth, uh, where they had as far as um, just being a good or bad team or, or a bad team. We're pretty much the same team. So I kind of expected it to go this way. Um, the, the Bulls haven't showed me anything where they're going to blow out a team. So mm. it, is, it is what it is, man. It's just that we're going to have these type of games whether we – it's always going to be close. It's never going to be like, oh, we're leading in the fourth quarter with a 14-point lead and you can put your starters on the bench. That's not this Bulls team at all. So every game is going to come down to games like this. 
either we're going to get blown out or either we're going to be in the game or we're going to win a close game. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I know exactly what you're saying. And that comes up to the next the, the next um, overlay I'm going to put in. The Bulls did win this game, but it was a, a, a four-point lead, a four-point win for the Bulls. Exactly. To right. So, I mean, when we in here talking to you guys, we not just talking just to be talking. We see what's going on. We pay attention to what's going on. Me and G. Walker both, he just said it. You know, when the Bulls win these games, they're not blowing our team. They, 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 they get him by. And the Bulls got to start putting their foot on these teams' necks and start blowing them out. And the problem is they let these teams get back in the game and make games close like this. Even though a win is a win, you don't really want to see wins like this. If you're a good team, you want to see wins in the double digits. You know what I mean? Totally agree. You want to see wins in the total digits. And that lets you know what type of team you are. You know, whether you're winning games by 10, 12, 14, or you're winning by four, three, two, one points. That lets you know what type of team you are. I mean, that's subjective because sometimes good teams win by a little, they win by a lot. But when you're constantly having a pattern of winning games like this or getting mm -hmm. blown out, then this that's who you are as a team. Right. Exactly. And, um, you know, the Bulls didn't win, the, win this game by four. Um, Zach Levine, um, as y'all see here, did have 25 points, shot 8 of 19 from the field, um, 5 of 9 from 3. He had 7 um, rebounds, 6 straight games with 20-plus points. Okay, yeah, that's good or whatever. DeMar DeRozan, 27 points. I don't know why he was the player of the game, but, you know, of course, um, no, no shade, no hate. But, hey, I mean, I don't think it was his particular game that pretty much got the Bulls in. I just think they just started playing. Washington started missing shots. And Bulls took advantage of. I thought Caruso was a big part of this game. Um, also, another guy that stepped up to me at the end, around the end of the game, was um was Vooch, twenty five points, eleven rebounds, um two um blocks. Vucevich can put up numbers still. He can still put up good solid yeah. numbers. Yes. You know, so the fact that everybody's throwing him in trades, I don't understand that because he's still a, a, a top ten center in this league. What you think, G Walker? I mean, you know, he's a proven player. All these guys that the Bulls have, as far as our big three, are guys that will be great on teams that are playoff ready, that are established teams. I mean, you put a, you put Vooch on a team like the Lakers, they'll be 110% better because they got guys that are dogs. You put Zach Levine on a team like Miami or something crazy or, uh, you know, Boston or any team that's – or Milwaukee, that's another guy, they'll go crazy. Or you put DeMar on a team that's on the fringe – where he could just operate, and, and if he has a bad game or he shoots too much, it doesn't matter because the team is super good and established. You know what I mean? So these guys that the Bulls have as far as these, these leading players are not necessarily guys that's going to drive a bus to get you where you need to be. They're guys that's going to be a two or three option on the, on the playoff team. So we have guys that are not necessarily one options on the team, and, and, and they're playing together, and that's one of the reasons why it looks the way it looks. But Vooch? Is a stud, man. I think if he goes somewhere else to another playoff team that's established with two other guys or something like that, he'll do wonders and probably get a team to a Western Conference Final or Eastern Conference Final. I agree with everything you said, man. Um, Vooch is definitely the truth. Bulls, like I said, man, as you look at this game, they shot 50%, 43% from three, making 10 threes. The biggest thing right here is the turnovers, man. 19 turnovers. You know, that, that can't happen. That's crazy. 19 turnovers, so, you know, everything else, the assist, the rebounding, you know, they, they pretty much did that. 60 points in the paint, you kind of want that number to go down some. 
you know, but as far as everything else, it was decent. But hopefully they'll get to find their identity at some point. They'll find themselves. You're going to see Caruso, I think, more in the lineup because I just think he runs the team a little bit um, far as better as far as defensively um, doing some things and also bringing some of that energy. Even though Ayo was playing pretty good in that spot, I just think Caruso's a little bit more experienced going up against, um, you know, um, more experienced point guards. But, um... Other than that, you guys, that's pretty much gonna wrap this um wrap this show up. Excuse me, y'all. That's gonna pretty much wrap the show up. We appreciate y'all. Why they keep coming up? We yeah, I'm bringing that up, bro. I'm oh, you bringing it up? I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. And uh, before we get out of here, we just want to give you guys a last snapshot of, of the road trips and the games that the Bulls uh you know won and lost. Uh, beat the Bucks, lost to the Thunder again. Um, lost, beat the Jazz. We lost to the Suns. Lost to the Warriors. Lost to the Kings. We beat the Wizards. And uh, I think we play the Mavericks sometime tonight or maybe tomorrow. So just want to give you guys, you know, before we get out of here, how the Bulls played these last ro- this last road trip. So this is just a snapshot. I'll give you guys another look. But um, that's it for us, man. If CJ, you don't have anything, you can just put up the uh, outro video and put the outro video up, and we can get up out of here, man. Yeah, man. Um, let, last thing, last thing I want to tell y'all, man. Y'all have a good day. Y'all have a good day, man. Have a good weekend coming up. And um, we'll see y'all um, when it comes to the Bulls. We'll see y'all next Friday, man. Y'all take care of yourselves. We up out of here. Peace. God bless.